0: Welcome into OutKick the Show I'm your fearless leader Clay Travis I hope all of you are having fantastic Wednesdays, Wednesdays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land I am headed down to Gainesville, Florida tomorrow uh, we'll be down there for the big Alabama against Florida game. Encourage you to come hang out by our tailgate if you get the opportunity to do so. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. The Outkick 360 will also be broadcasting live for three hours from 9 to noon on Saturday. Chad Withrow, Jonathan Hutton, and Jill Savage, who we have recently hand, uh, hired, I think that is going to go fantastically well. Uh, and I would encourage you to come hang out by our tailgate I'll also be on the big noon kickoff show from 10 to noon should be a lot of fun that is where we are headed in that direction I want to say right off the top got big games going on this college football season and this college football weekend the NFL Thursday night game coming up tomorrow and I want to tell you make sure you get your bets in fanduel.com slash clay you can turn A $5 bet on who's going to win Thursday night into $150. That's a 30-to-1 payout. Arizona, listen up. Now legal in your state. And get up to $1,000 no-risk bet as well at Fanduel.com slash Clay. Go sign up today and get up to $1,000 no-risk first wager at Fanduel.com slash Clay. Uh, Okay, the recall vote took place in California last night. Gavin Newsom won all right Gavin Newsom won the recall vote he will remain the governor. Less than 24 hours after those uh, details came out LA County announces there now is a new health order that requires proof of vaccination listen to this for all customers and employees in indoor bars wineries breweries nightclub as well as for Dodgers, Rams, and Chargers games that are taking place inside of LA County. This is not a proof of a vaccine or a negative test result. It is in order to go into a bar, a winery, a brewery, a nightclub as well as to go to a Dodgers, Rams, or Chargers game you now have to have the COVID vaccine. I'm sure it's a coincidence that this decision came down the day after Gavin Newsom's recall election of course I'm joking about that the reason why they waited until today is they didn't want to give momentum to the recall advocates they didn't want to give them the idea that there were more draconian lockdowns and shutdowns potentially on the horizon in the state of California and Gavin Newsom took his recall election victory as an endorsement which I think is fair, of his COVID policies. And as a result, California is going to be locking down harder. They're going to be masking harder. And the reality is every time one of these new rules and regulations come down, real estate agents in Tennessee, in Texas, in Florida, in Georgia, in other free states that are still red states in terms of allowing kids to go to school, in terms of not mandating masks, The phones ring off the hooks and people flee California in numbers that have frankly never been seen before in the history of California. And look, I love California. Spent a lot of time in California. Worked in California a lot. Have a lot of good friends who are Californians. Wouldn't want to live there. Wouldn't want to pay an incredibly high rate of taxes. Wouldn't want to pay uh, with my freedom when it comes to my kids being able to go to school without wearing masks wouldn't want to be embracing anti-science wouldn't want to be ignoring natural immunity wouldn't want to be ignoring all the studies that reflect that masks don't make any sense in schools and wouldn't want to be dealing with Gavin Newsom as the governor of my state. And I think there are a lot of people who agree with me and that's why I think COVID is making the blue states bluer and the red states redder because people every single day are making the decision to flee those states as opposed to continue to uh, be a part of the draconian regulations surrounding COVID and how nonsensical and anti-science they are. But it's not a surprise. And this directly impacts sports if you're a Chargers fan, if you're a Rams fan, if you're a Dodgers fan, if you're an employee of any of these businesses. If you are someone who wants to go to a bar or a restaurant, LA, you knew, was going to follow the need, the lead of New York City. And there were going to be mandates for vaccines in order to be able to go into bars, restaurants, and sporting events. And this is where we're headed. We're headed to a free red state America and a lockdown blue state America and Joe Biden's going to try to make it the case that everybody is locked down as significantly as he wants. I hope that COVID cases aren't going to go up throughout the fall but my suspicion is they will because viruses typically rise during the fall and the winter and then decline in better weather. And my concern is we're probably going to see significant COVID virus still in uh, the fall and the winter. And the response is going to be not that the data reflects that none of these decisions are changing the outcome but that we must lock down harder. That's what you're seeing out of LA County. That's what you're seeing out of New York. That's what you're going to see I think in all of the blue cities and many of the blue states. So if you want freedom Buy property in Tennessee, Texas, and Florida not to mention, my God just the amount of money you will save in not having to pay state income taxes I can't imagine cutting a check now under the House Democrats plan if you're rich and you live in New York City you're going to be paying over 60% of your income in taxes now state, federal, and city taxes I just wouldn't do it I just wouldn't do it I would bail uh, but the Cali recall vote leads directly to to a substantial LA County vaccine mandate. Let me tell you about this, by the way, uh, as it's directly connected. You know what? There are a lot of people that I think uh, need to know about this situation going on right now in uh, in our uh, and how difficult it is to figure out where to put your money. I have uh, a decent amount of money now. Stock markets at all time high. Biden administration trying to tax hike, uh, tax rates even higher. Uh, inflation has gone up in a major way. Where are you going to put your money in order to ensure that you have a hedge against inflation? There are not very many undervalued asset classes right now. Well, let me tell you, farmland has consistently outperformed the S&P 500 for decades. And now you don't have to be a farmer or a tycoon to make money. You can roll in your money to farms starting at $32,000. Anybody can participate as a part of farmfolio.net. I'm telling you, one of the big challenges right now if you have investable income is how do you balance out high stock market prices which may come down significantly with high inflation meaning you don't want to just be sitting on the sidelines in cash. I'm telling you one idea is to put your cash into land real estate in particular Farmfolio. They have created land ownership titles. They allow you to own a piece of cash flowing farmland which is significant. Mark Twain said a long time ago buy land, they aren't making any more of it. And over the last 40 years world's lost a third of its farmable land as demand for food soars. Right now, as I said, inflation is rising stocks are at all-time highs and taxes are about to go way up. How do you make the right financial decision for your family? Well, you can head over to farmfolio.net slash clay that's farmfolio.net slash clay to learn more about farmland ownership call and hook up with them today farmfolio.net slash clay that's farmfolio.net slash clay put your money into an asset that's a hedge against the inflation rate and also the incredibly high stock market farmfolio.net slash clay Uh, right, I've got some college football gambling picks for you and you know there's a lot of people out there who enjoy rooting against your boy I know you're going to find that stunning I know you're going to find that shocking in fact you're probably sitting there right now saying wait a minute Clay people root against you? Yes some people didn't want your boy to become a hundred millionaire some people don't want your boy to make a little bit of money on the side thanks to all his great gambling picks some people enjoy watching the gambling world burn. Those people are called haters and right now they are losing money hand over fist. Alright? So, we are white hot out of the gate right now with the Outkick gambling picks. After a 7-3 and three opening weekend we followed it up with a 7-4 and four weekend to run our record to 14-7 and seven on the year. That is, quite frankly, outstanding. 67% winning percentage. I don't think we can keep that winning percentage going it's insanely high. My goal is always try to hit 55%. That would be amazing. And so I, as, as I said will be down in Gainesville, Florida for the Alabama-Florida game the biggest game of the year uh, we'll be in Lot 78, by the way, near the baseball stadium. You can't miss the huge outkick bus. And I'm going to give you three, uh, week three picks here, 11 different games to try to continue our role. You can go get your bets in at fanduel.com slash clay. That is fanduel.com slash clay. And it starts on Friday night. I like Michigan State to go on the road at Miami and cover the six and a half. Let me talk about this game for a sec. Miami, the most impressive thing to come out of their season so far is that dangling cat from the upper deck. Did you see that viral video of the dangling cat? They barely beat App State. Miami did. They got crushed. Absolutely destroyed by, um, by uh, Alabama. And I just don't think if you look at what Michigan State has done in year two of Mel Tucker They seem to be on the right track and so I am going to go right now in favor of the Michigan State Spartans to cover. Nebraska at Oklahoma. She used to be one of the great rivalries in all of college football. They haven't played since 2010 and I think what is going to happen is that Nebraska is going to cover the 22 and a half at Oklahoma. I love the idea of Nebraska being able to cover the 22 and a half at Oklahoma. Um, we are talking about Scott Frost's team bouncing back, winning against Fordham and Buffalo. I know it's Fordham and Buffalo by a score of 80 to 10. Uh, I know those teams are comparative lightweights, but Oklahoma's defense is still Oklahoma like. I think that Scott Frost and Nebraska can go on the road and have a great deal of success. That is why I am hopping on Nebraska plus 22 and a half at Oklahoma. Purdue. Plus eight and a half at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's 2 and0 could very easily be 0 and two, could have lost to Florida State, could have lost to Toledo. I like what Jeff Brom and Purdue do on the offensive side of the ball. They are two and0. Oregon State not very good, and also uh, Connecticut, not very good. I understand Purdue hasn't proven themselves yet. But Drew Brees is calling this game for Notre Dame, and I think the fighting boilermakers of Purdue. Come out and cover. I've got him plus eight and a half against Notre Dame. Biggest game of the weekend, Alabama at Florida. Nick Saban wasn't happy with what was going on surrounding his uh, his Crimson Tide team uh, and their performance against Mercer. As a general rule, you don't want to be going up against Nick Saban when he's upset. But I think that Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide are going to have a little bit of a trouble with what's going on on the Florida offensive side of the ball. I like what Dan Mullen's doing. I'm not sold on Emory Jones, but Anthony Richardson is a dynamic playmaker at quarterback. If his hamstring is healthy, I think he's the kind of guy that could give Alabama some trouble, could help the Florida Gators in front of a ruckus sold out swamp cover the 14 and a half. And also, I think the over 58 and a half hits. I like the Florida Gators And I like the over in the Alabama game. Old Dominion Liberty Hugh Freeze just a cool 12-1 in his last 13 games including 10-1 last season. I also like Ricky Ronnie who's going to be uh, the head coach for Old Dominion. Former offensive coordinator at Penn State. I think they hit the over 54 in this one. South Carolina 32-point underdog at Georgia. This is almost an unheard of spread in an SEC game. South Carolina 32 point underdog against Georgia. Putting this spread into context South Carolina and Georgia have played every year since 1992 when the Gamecocks joined the SEC. There has never been a margin of greater than 32 points in either direction in this game. Georgia did win once by 32 itself. I know that there's lots of enthusiasm and excitement about the Georgia Bulldogs. I think they're going to be undefeated when they roll into Atlanta. But 32 points feels way too steep to me. I think the market is overvaluing right now the Georgia Bulldogs and I am going in the opposite direction and taking Shane Beamer's South Carolina Gamecocks to cover the 32. Auburn at Penn State. I got Penn State and I've got the under in this game. Now I'm a little bit nervous because Auburn has been difficult to forecast. What I mean by that is Auburn has put up over 60 points two straight weeks with a brand new head coach but they played against Akron and Alabama State. Meanwhile, Penn State challenged on the road against Wisconsin played well against Ball State. It's going to be a whiteout scenario in Happy Valley biggest football game there biggest crowd in two years. I think what is going to happen is Penn State is going to win by a touchdown and the under hits I've got the Nittany Lions 24-17 to 17 in this one Stanford at Vanderbilt you know what? might call this the Clay Travis Bowl because I think Stanford and Vanderbilt are the two best schools in the entire country in fact for, for major college football power five in fact I wanted to go to Stanford Law School they didn't let me in and they rejected my application, believe it or not. So I ended up at Vanderbilt. Best decision ever. I was down to those two. If I'd gotten into Stanford, I probably would have gone there. Instead, I went to Vanderbilt, met my wife. Best decision I've ever made. Sitting here today, you're watching me partly because I went to Vanderbilt Law School. I don't know that I would have gone into sports at all if I'd gone to Stanford Law School. I might have turned into a tech bro. I might have been hanging out with Gavin Newsom at French Laundry. I might have been a Californian wearing eight masks and refusing to go anywhere. Probably not but my life might have gone in a completely different direction I might have turned into a corona bro. Instead, your fearless leader ended up at Vanderbilt Law School met his wife got filthy rich and is telling you right now that the under is the play in the Stanford at Vanderbilt game. Under 49 is the play Stanford Vanderbilt by the way props to David Shaw and to Clark Lee bouncing back after losing week one with big road victories for both programs. Finally, Tulane at Ole Miss. Perfect story for USC's coaching job, which I'm going to get to in a minute, would be Lane Kiffin getting offered the job at USC in Oxford at the airport and getting rehired after getting fired at the previous airport at LAX. I think what's going to happen, the over 76 and a half is what everybody is betting. Your mom, your dad, your roommate, your girlfriend. They've all got their phones out. They've all gone to fanduel.com slash clay and they're all taking the over. This is when I have to zag while everybody else is zigging. And I'm taking the under 76.5. I think the Ole Miss defense has some success against Tulane. I think 76.5. Even though everybody's on the over, I'm going on the under. That is your 11. That is your 11 winners go get your bets in at fanduel.com slash clay that is fanduel.com slash clay Uh, Do you know that Dr. Fauci is the world's sexiest person per The Guardian? Dr. Fauci the world's sexiest person. If you wondered how insane the left wing in this country has gone it is that the king of lockdowns himself Mr. 15 Days to Slow the Spread Dr. Anthony Fauci is now the sexiest man in all the world according to the far left-wing Guardian newspaper in London. Speaking of a little bit less sexy man Joe Biden. This is pretty intriguing. Alright, I'm going to pull this up and I want to, uh, to break it down for you. Yesterday uh, Quinnipiac hard to say Quinnipiac had a poll that came out and said that only 40 uh, Quinnipiac only 42% approve of Joe Biden this is the lowest approval rating that Joe Biden has had Democrats approve of Joe Biden 88 to 7 Republicans disapprove 91 to 7 none of that really surprises you Republicans are going to dislike Biden Democrats are going to like him But here's what would have I think Joe Biden's people really nervous independents disapprove of him 52 to 34 and Joe Biden based his entire campaign on the fact that he was going to do a good job handling COVID in fact the majority now disapproves of how Joe Biden is handling COVID 49% disapproves 48% approves he has a negative score on foreign policy, 34% approval versus 59% disapproval in foreign policy. Um, Biden also has a negative score as commander in chief, 40% approve, 55% disapprove. Economy Biden has a 42% approval rating, uh, 42% and that continues to decline 52% disapprove even on climate change Joe Biden is losing which is really difficult Afghanistan 69% say leaving Afghanistan but was the right decision but negative 31% agree with the way that he left and 6 in 10 Americans say they think we'll have to return to Afghanistan before all is over. 70% of Americans say they're very dissatisfied with the country. Uh, and that is, uh, that is pretty unbelievable. And uh, only 3 in 10 say they are satisfied. So all of this ugly news for Joe Biden which is why he's continuing to try to pick fights over COVID vaccine mandates and beyond but it is unlikely to actually have much success. Happy 11th birthday to my son Lincoln. I am going to pick him up and we are going out to dinner wherever he wants to go so I'm going to leave you guys now. I hope all of you have a fantastic Wednesday. My name is Clay Travis. Dbap. Unless you need to SBAP, this has been Outkick, the show.